Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And On top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 195 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I am Swish and Flick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by Mary McClemon. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, I hope you're all ready. Today... We will be discussing the first of three episodes, right? Ding. Ding. I'm reaching for it. Got it. Three episodes for the final chapter, chapter 38 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Second War Begins. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to report that he's back. Here's the details. (laughs) He's back. He's back. But before we begin, we have some really cool weekly profit news that we've been talking about throughout the day because it was just announced on the internet highway. Megan, take her away. So we have already talked about the fact that there is a massive Harry Potter store coming to New York City this summer. However, it is now also been announced that they will be the host of the first ever butterbeer bar and um i remember a couple months back seeing the design for the butterbeer bottle labels that mina lima made but it was supposedly only for the studio tour in london well they are bringing those to the butterbeer bar in new york city as well as a special label that they have created that is makuza themed for new york city it will be exclusive to um the store so they also have i i am a collector of the butterbeer steins i will admit i have one of each type of design including the one from england and now there's a new one for new york so 
Yeah, I'm going to need that. Guess. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going to need that. <laughs> uh, one cool thing, though, about this butterbeer um, in the bottles is that it's vegan, which so is really cool. cool because you don't get the um, foam topping, which that is the only thing that makes the butterbeer at Universal non-vegan is is the foam. But you can't order it without it. Correct. However, these bottles that they've created... I guess give the flavor with the foam without the foam and make it vegan. Would you say it's magic? I would like to say that, yes, it is magic. Is, is this the same butterbeer that they had in the UK? And you already said that maybe, and I forgot it. This is the butterbeer that they made for the UK, yes. Okay. That was announced a couple months back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah, so they're bringing those to New York and you can buy the bottles, but then they're also going to just like serve it how you could get it at the at Universal and they're mm-hmm. also going to have butterbeer ice cream. I which saw is pretty that cool. and I was like, "Bro." Hey, yeah. I have a question. Question yeah. because I know Mina Lima did the designs for um the new the new butterbeer design like the bottles and the glasses and stuff. Did they also do the store? I believe so. It looks very meaningful to me, which is why I'm asking. Like that whole like arched with all the bottles and stuff at the yeah at the bar. I believe that they had a a play in it at least because I'm they. I mean, they did like all of Diagon Alley, so it's not it's not outside of their right. um, Mm, Yeah, yeah, repertoire to be able to like design a space as well as just like a print item. So for for those people to be like, yeah, we'll sign on for um, one movie. It and still now blows it's been my mind like, that, like, yeah, it's just like and merchandise. So yeah, awesome. good at what they do. What they're good at what they do. There it is, the second time. Um, <laughs> I love and it's opening the June third. I love the brick too, it's and I love Harry the like Potter, you know butterbeer bottles that like mm-hmm. come over the bar. It's mm-hmm. like all of the butterbeer bottles. It looks so cool. Yep. Um, and the copper pipes. Those look. It's just all the. Very stained well glass like the stained mm-hmm. glass windows that say butterbeer are so beautiful i'm going to copy this link into discord for the people who are following along and of course these links are always in our episode description um so that you can find it but also it's just like on um it's on the new york city stores instagram and twitter like they posted it everywhere so if you just searched Butterbeer Bar in New York City, you'd be able to see everything that we're talking about. Um, but the label for Makuza, I, I just I really like that there is an exclusive item that pertains to like some place in America that has to do with the Wizarding World. It's just kind of neat to yeah. to be able to have something um, that is just for us. And it's like designed in red, white, and blues, and um, says Makuza and has the butterbeer insignia and all of that good stuff. Do they only have butterbeer there? Oh, I think like so. Food? I think it's yeah, maybe just a. Well, they have the ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. I think it's I at least. That's what I'm getting from what I'm reading is that it's yeah. literally just all butterbeer. Yeah, and is it things. opening on the third of June? Yeah. Is there only one bar in the store? Do they do it on the multiple levels? I believe there's just one. Just the one. Get right away. Packed. (laughs) Um, I was thinking if there, I know that Harry Potter is like withstanding of all time in literary history. I believe it'll be 
It'll be like on the level of Lord of the Rings or something like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder because this is such like a big thing that they're putting in New York and with the the Makuza stuff. And I know that we have the, the newer movies, you know, probably being edited right now. I think that's where it's at. Um, yeah, there's not filming good it, I know. For the future of the franchise. I'm wondering where else these stores are going to pop up because I guarantee you New York is not going to be the only one. They've got to get one on the West Coast. Have I'm thinking guarantee. LA, Chicago, yeah. mm-hmm. Orlando, maybe even other places in Europe. <laughs> like that would be really cool like, no, to go Orlando to like one. <laughs> to right. have one in Paris, Ooh. which they could then do something with like the Paris Ministry of Magic. Like they could put these all over. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. You get a butterbeer bar, and you get a butterbeer bar, and you get a butterbeer bar. <laughs> I want a butterbeer bar. But I just, I have a feeling that this mm-hmm. is the start of. This something is the start big. of more of these. Or would you say something magical? Something magical. magical. Like, basically, I think that anywhere that they have put Cursed Child potentially could get one of these. So maybe even mm-hmm. like Toronto. Australia. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, Australia. Australia for sure. Yep. Germany has, I think Germany has uh, a Cursed Child production oh, as really? well. I think so. Yes. Very cool. So yeah. Good. They should film it and then put it online for people to buy. They should. Interesting. They should. <laughs> um, so make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking that follow button on our Spotify page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. By supporting our podcast, you keep us going and it also gives you access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send us your Potter stories, questions, concerns, etc. to our email, you can send that to our email at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Good job, babe. Do me a favor, listeners. Right now, go share this episode on your social media. And tag us. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. And anytime you're listening to us, I love seeing people tag us, especially like on Instagram, and we share them to our stories when... People are listening to us and telling us like mm-hmm. what, what they're doing while they're listening. Just makes me happy. Brings me joy. Same. Yeah, it always makes me smile. Happy. It must be the recap. Wow. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Short and sweet today. Uh, because last time Dumbledore just kept talking. We talked and talked and, and talked. so did we <laughs> and so did we uh, we also finally got to hear the entirety of the prophecy and it looks like whoa can't believe it hero and villain must face off who saw that coming it wasn't me <laughs> nobody I was gonna start seeing another song Officially, everyone now knows that Valdi Pants is back. Valdi Pants. <laughs> and people are praising Dumbledore and Harry now, because, you know, of course they are. Mm-hmm. So everyone's back. They're doing, you know, all right-ish. Ron and Hermione still have some lasting effects of what happened in the ministry. Umbridge is pretty quiet in the hospital wing. And McGonagall's back. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! From St. Mungo's. <laughs> um, there are some points taken and given. 
Harry sees Hagrid for a minute, uh, and he's still struggling with the loss of Sirius. Oh, who would have thought? Dad, dad, dad. Sasa. <sighs> Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. <laughs> Voldy's back. <laughs> Hello, Hello, friend. friend. All right. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> I, there was no way that that wasn't going to happen in this chapter. No. Let's no. be honest. Okay. So I'm just going to read directly from the Daily Prophet. I appreciate it. Okay. When I was reading this, I was chuckling to myself. Yeah. It's Lord, such an what, you awkward know, well, you know who I'm talking about. interview. It is <laughs> such an awkward interview. Yeah. It just makes me laugh when I read it. He has to admit that he screwed, he fudged up. He fudged he up. Fudged, you done fudged, fudged up. up. <laughs> he pulled a fudge. It's mm, a sad tweet. Where's that article? Here we go. In all caps, he who must not be named returns. And that's, an awful is sequel. that the beginning of Half-Blood where the papers are flying? Am I wrong? It's the end of this one for sure. Is it? It's the, it's the end of this yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Megan's like, I don't know. What yeah, papers are flying? What do you mean? In the movies when they show the, the movies, papers. When yes. all the papers are flying with the headlines. Yes. Okay. That's, that is the beginning of six as well. Is it? It's, oh, it's both? I think it's both. We, I know for sure it's the end of five because that was just on the other day and I only seen... caught the... The movies it. before. <laughs> it's been years. It's been a minute. Well, oh, I know that the beginning of six is when he starts, he, like, uh, Scrimger is on screen and says something like, We are in dark, or we're in dark times. There's no denying. <laughs> There's no yeah. Denying. But then I think it goes to the papers. It's like that's the first scene, and then it goes to the papers because they kind of kept that a little bit throughout. Half blood prints, not as much. Yeah, as order. I, I love the papers. Love, love, love them. That's such Same. a cool like way to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me read from said paper. In a brief statement Friday night, Minister of Magic Cornel, Minister of Magic Cornelius Fudge confirms that he who must not be named has returned to this country and is active once more. It is with great regret that I must inf- confirm that the wizard styling himself Lord. Well, you know who I mean, is alive among us again, said Fudge, looking tired and flustered as he addressed reporters. It is with almost equal regret, <laughs> regret, <laughs> I'm fine, that we report the mass revolt of Dementors of Azkaban. Oh, who would have guessed? Who have shown themselves averse to continuing in the ministry's employ. We believe that the Dementors are currently taking direction from Lord Thingy. <laughs> literally Fudge. what he says like what? i know that like it shouldn't be that big of a deal but th- this ticks me off like i don't know i just don't like fudge well no yeah. he's yeah. awful yeah he's and i know he's talking about Voldemort, who's also awful but also for different reasons mm. but we urge the magical population to remain vigilant constant and the ministry <laughs> is currently publishing guides to elementary home and personal defense that will be delivered free to all wizarding homes within the coming month. It's Harry like laughs at that too when they come later on in six when when Dumbledore's like, Do you find them useful? And he's like, No, I don't. So thanks for the elementary uh defense magic. Okay. The minister's statement was met with dismay and alarm from the wizarding community 
which as recently as Wednesday was receiving ministry assurances that there was, quote, no truth whatsoever in these persistent rumors that you know who is operating amongst us once more. You know what I appreciate, though? I appreciate him coming out and being like, we were wrong. He's back. If you have a mistake and you lie to a bunch of people, maybe you should be like, yeah, I freaking lied. I'm going to sip some tea. See, the thing is, though, is like, yeah, he comes out and says it, but it's because like he has to. No other reason but that. I know. You know? Yes. Yes. I also want to say that I think that I got the movie beginnings all mixed up because Scrimger's seven. (laughs) So don't listen to anything I said. But I know for a fact five ends with the. the Yeah, with the papers, with like Dumbledore and Harry, the picture and the paper and. And it goes to Harry the picking of like six a lint is the off Death the Eaters attacking the bridge. London. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Didn't actually, happened in the books. I know. The meeting right. of the two ministers is first. Is that the chapter? Title? I think that's what I was getting confused. It's pretty darn close to the chapter <laughs> title. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. Nerd. Yeah. Well, I just read it, so I've never read these books. So. You're fine. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> you're fine <laughs> details of the events that that led to the ministry turnaround are still hazy though it is believed that he who must not be named and a select band of followers known as death eaters gained entry to the ministry of magic itself on thursday evening albus dumbledore newly reinstated headmaster of hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry why am i struggling reinstated w's there is reinstated member of the International Confederation of Wizards and reinstated chief warlock of the Wizengamot was unavailable for comment last night. He was talking to Harry for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He has insisted for a year that you know who was not dead as widely as was widely hoped and believed, but recruiting followers once more for a fresh attempt to seize power. Meanwhile, the boy who lived Harry Potter, age 12. (laughs) Uh, 14. 14. Why are you not listening with the ghosts of my past? With the ghosts of my past. I love that. Um, So, Hermione was reading this. So was Tiffany. But Hermione knew, she's like, I knew they were going to bring you into the article. And it's funny now that you're like the boy who lived and not some crazy person off the street shouting about Voldemort returning. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. the tangled webs we weave. It's so aggravating. Like sometimes media, and when I say sometimes, I mean like all the time. Mm. It's aggravating. Very much so. I just want the facts. That's all I want. I want the facts and not your opinion on them. Peppers only. <laughs> Correct. And so she's reading this in the hospital wing, and they're sitting at the end of Ron's bed listening to her, and this was all on the front page. Ginny's ankle had been mended, and so she's curled up at the foot of Hermione's bed. Neville's nose had been returned to its normal size and shape, and he's sitting in a chair in between the beds. Luna, reading the quibbler, not listening. It's upside down, by the way. And I said I like this scene because it's nice to see this group being close like this. Mm -hmm. And also, I feel like their positions say a lot about, like, their personalities, if you think about it. Like, I don't know. I just like the fact that, like, 
the trios together and then like Ginny's there. Neville brings them together by sitting in the middle and Luna's being Luna. And it just is. I just really like it. Didn't I like they, that a lot. Didn't they call them like a different type of trio? Like Ginny, Luna. This, and are Neville? they the silver? Yeah. The silver trio. I was going to say that, but I was like, I don't know if that's them or if that's just like think the silver and ones. gold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bronze trio? Crab, Goyle, and Mouth. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Ron makes a really good point, and he's like, quote, he's the boy who lived again now, though, isn't he? Said Ron darkly. Not such a show-off maniac anymore, eh? And he's mad, and rightfully so. Yeah. Like, the the Daily Prophet in the Ministry of Magic has been lying for... Months. Uh, year. Almost, almost a year. Yeah, almost, almost a year, year now. Well... Right? This was like almost yeah. the same time as the last mm-hmm. task. So a year, I would say. Mm-hmm. They're all eating chocolate frogs, probably to make them feel better. And when he tossed some to the group, being Ron, he had deep welts in his arms from where the brain's tentacles had wrapped around him. The word tentacles looks weird. Tentacles. <laughs> but really, though, tentacles. Tentacles. <laughs> I always think of tentacruel and tentacool when I see the word tentacles. He still has um, scars on it in the next book, too. Yeah. Quote, according to Madame Pomfrey, thoughts could leave deeper scarring than almost anything else, though since she had started applying a copious amounts of Dr. Ubley's oblivious unction, there seemed to be some improvement. And I Read said... Read that again for me, at least the beginning part. Oh, buddy, ain't it the truth? Thoughts could leave deeper scarring than almost anything else. Yeah. I read that as a ooh. Adam Pomfrey. Dropping truth bombs. It's also mental health month, so. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Dr. Ubley's Oblivious Unction. It's a magical potion given to Ron Weasley by Puppy Pomfrey. As he had been attacked by brains in the Department of Mysteries. Proving most effective in healing the injuries caused by the brain's tentacles and thoughts. So those were thoughts and the tentacles. Though several months later, there was still at least some scarring left. It's mentioned, obviously, in this chapter. And then also in Half-Blood Prince in Chapter 11, um, which is called Hermione's Helping Hand. So only two times not mentioned in seven. So, you know, either Harry just never saw him and thought about it or they they went away. Who knows? They did. Fact, he just wore you, long Dr. sleeves. Hmm? He just wore long sleeves for the rest of forever. <laughs> I mean, they were camping in the colder months. So <laughs> true. And also like bugs. But I also think. What? like <laughs> Well, like, if you wear long sleeves, you have less of a chance to, like, get bit up. That's true. That's fair. The prophet is now very nice to Harry Potter, you know. They're not going to bug him again. Okay. He is back, you know. (laughs) Back again. The whole article says so. A lone voice of truth, perceived as unbalanced, yet never wavered in his story, forced to bear ridicule and slander, Hmm, said Hermione, frowning. I noticed they don't mention the fact that it was them doing all the ridiculing and slandering, though. And it literally makes me want to scream. Yes, Hermione, though, like, go off. You're like, she's not <sighs> wrong, and it's so irritating. Gosh. Right. As Hermione is talking, she winces a little and puts her hand to her ribs because that's where the curse that Dalahov sent hit her, 
It was still really, really painful for her. And even after the care of Madame Pomfrey, this is still, I mean, it's hurting her to talk. That's a big deal. And Harry thinks to himself that if the curse had been said aloud, it would have caused more damage. And Hermione, you know, she's having to take 10 different types of potions every day. And she's improving greatly, but like, that's a lot. Yeah. And she's crazy bored in the hospital wing. And I don't blame her. I know that there's a lot of internet stories that have like, um, that is like she got injured and then she has like issues later on with that and like her reproductive organs. I don't know. That's that's deep, though. Mm hmm. The prophet is now trying to make up for what they have done. And the rest of the articles were titled, you know, whose last attempt to take over pages two to four. What the ministry should have told us. Page five. Hmm. Why nobody listened to Albus Dumbledore, pages six to eight, and an exclusive interview with Harry Potter, page nine. Okay. Hermione also notes that the interview with Harry isn't exclusive. It's the one that Harry did with the Quibbler months ago. Lame. Your own work. Go off Xenophilius for selling that and having enough money to go on a trip with his daughter. Like, right, right, yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, so as soon as um, Hermione says exclusive interview, Luna chimes in and says, Daddy sold it to them. So Xenophilius sold it to the prophet for a, quote, very good price. And because of it, they're going on an expedition to Sweden this summer to find the good old infamous crumple horned Snorkak, (laughs) which I bet they find it. I think that we have probably briefly talked about them before. You can see a crumplehorned Snorkak at Universal mm-hmm. in Diagon Alley at Magical Menagerie. Me what I want you to call me. I don't care for that name. I'm Sarah, not a crumplehorned Snorkak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? You look, you look genuinely concerned. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Oh God! Um, so a crumble horn snorkel. That's game in high school. Oh my lord! No, honestly, where is it? Because I don't remember. It's whenever you're in the magical menagerie. If you look up, there's a ton of creatures. You can actually see a demi guys. There's a crumble horn snorkel. There's a nasal. There's I think a hippogriff. Definitely Isn't a hippogriff. Yeah. No. Um, the horn. I'm looking at. Well, the Arumpent supposedly looks similar to the Crumplehorn Snorkak because remember they have a horn of a Crumplehorn Snorkak, but it's actually an Arumpent horn in their house and it explodes. Do you think they found it when they went to Sweden? Ooh, maybe. No, somebody at the didn't somebody give it to them? The Death Eater? Oh, Oh, was it? I don't remember. You're the one who knows seven like the back of your hand. You tell me, girl. Wait, that's new. (laughs) I know that's Um, back of my head. Oh wait. So they are supposedly an elusive magical creature believed to live in Sweden. However, it was never found, even by Luna Lovegood, a wizarding naturalist who searched the globe for impossible creatures for years and is very likely a delusion of Xenophilius Lovegood. Poor dude. Hey, he's got Um, a great imagination. He really does. It says, I don't know where this is from. Hold on. Let me let me look at this source. 
Oh, God. This is from Hogwarts Mystery. Do we want to take this as canon and listen to this? Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is funny. At one point in the 1988-89 school year, Xenophilius Lovegood traveled to Hogsmeade to track a Crumplehorn Snorkak rumored to have been spotted near Hogwarts Castle, offering the patrons of the Three Broomsticks in a reward in exchange for a picture of it, which would be published on the front page of an upcoming issue of The Quibbler. On this occasion, he also described how said creatures were supposed to look like a group of interested Hogwarts students, describing them as purple with spiral horns and a pig nose. Um, Jacob's sibling, I'm guessing that's a character from Hogwarts Mystery, and their friends tried to search for the creature, but were unsuccessful. I love it. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're in your imagination. Yeah. And, okay, so after Luna says this, I have to admit, my girl Herm is a little bit rude to Luna. She has been, yes. Herm. <laughs> I feel like she uh, didn't like that. Also, it doesn't say that a Death right. Eater gave it to him, so I don't know where he got it. Hmm. Sweden. Sweden. Is he a Hufflepuff? Did he find it? <laughs> I heard they're particularly finders. I'm an awful finder. <laughs> she is. I'm a, I love her to I'm death, a good but. finder. So maybe that's you're a, a good not getter outer. I am. I mm-hmm. very much am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to not call one eight hundred. No, really though. <laughs> Especially knots and jewelry. I'm. I don't know what it is, but I can get. I've never not gotten a knot out. <laughs> that's your superpower. Oh my gosh. <sighs> um. This is good. So anyway, Hermione can tend to be rude to Luna, and that does not change here in this instance. So she says that sounds lovely, but then like struggles with herself for a moment, more than likely out of annoyance for just like the whole conversation. Um, And this kind of seems like a moment of like Hermione thinking you're crazy and I'm smarter than you and it doesn't exist. And I'm just not a super big fan of it. But alas, that can be Hermione sometimes. I feel like it was more of her, like, she doesn't agree with her, but, like, her actually trying to be a little bit nicer to Luna. That's, That's how I, I read it, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's the- just, like, the fact that she has clear annoyance is how, I, like, why in my head I was, like, it's a little bit rude. But, like, I yeah, she definitely is trying not to say more, but it's just, like, let her think what she wants to think. I, that's just Meaning something Luna, she struggles you know? with, and I think that she needs to grow and i think that's this is her showing us how yeah. she is growing mm. they all become family it's true well, they do technically luna doesn't but they're still friends you I'm don't guessing. need to be bonded by paper or blood to be fam sarah depends on who you ask <laughs> i demand a blood sacrifice tiffany is just like what is something happened with you today was it the cheese you ate earlier could be (laughs) so sorry jenny boring you i said at the beginning of the recording that i'm tired i literally was reading addy larue before we had our meeting earlier today and i fell asleep she was like real still and then i hear her start snoring 
asleep. <laughs> I just fell asleep. My neck hurts so bad. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this is so, a episode. So Jenny catches Harry's eye though and grins, and I put little winky faces. Mm-hmm. Are they interested? Anyway, They're they will be soon. Next book. I mean, he like from almost jump is like feeling feels for her in six yes yeah i know i can't it, wait i'm really because ready. their relationship is just so much better it's in, so the good in the book yeah they True. did a disservice to them in the the movie i feel bad they did a it's because to Ginny. but mm, it's because the writer of the movies was a fan of harry and hermione and not a fan of harry and Ginny. and i was like oh did Should've you make this story weird don't think you did <laughs> anyway weird <laughs> weird <laughs> So he just like didn't write good things for Ginny because he like wasn't a fan. And I'm like, dude, Ginny is the freaking bomb. Your story to tell. Um, so Hermione changes the topic and just asks what's going on at school. And they say that Flitwick has removed the swamp and did so in approximately three seconds. <laughs> However, he did leave a piece of it kind of in honor of Fred and George. He's roped it off, and he said that it was a very good bit of magic. Oh, I just had an idea. Or not an idea, a thought. I really hope that didn't get destroyed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Oh. Especially it because might of Fred. Have. I hope it sucked up a death eater. It's in the entrance hall, right? I think so. That would that have been cool if it survived. But that's the question. Wasn't it in a corridor? I don't think it was near the entrance. It wasn't in the entrance hall. I can't remember. We've been reading this book for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Um, we'll have to go back and check to see where it was. But there's Ron says, swing. "All right, well, hopefully it's, it's a corridor. okay. Hopefully fifth, it is fifth floor corridor of the East Wing." <sighs> um. Ron then says that Fred and George are the ones who sent him all of these chocolate frogs that he has, so they must be doing good with their joke shop. And Hermione looks disapproving and, again, just kind of, like, moves the conversation forward and says, so has all the trouble stopped now that Dumbledore's back? And Neville says, yes, everything's settled right back down again. Not for long. And, right, I know. And Filch is also apparently mad as heck because, quote, Umbridge is the best thing that ever happened to Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> makes me want to vomit um speaking of she's in the hospital wing with them she was lying in a bed opposite them gazing up at the ceiling so apparently Dumbledore had saved her from the centaurs no one knows how but Umbridge was not telling she what we gotta save Dolores from the centaurs <laughs> What is that from? What? She's trying to say, we gotta save Ginny. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. I was like, who wrote that song? Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's the latest hit on uh, Wiz Radio. Harry and the Potters. Um, I was going to say something, uh, and now I don't remember. Do you think, I was thinking that like... um, I wonder if like the centers did anything to her. I know we talked about this on Felix Files, but like I don't. I think that she 
mainly scared herself because she's so prejudiced against them that she was like, they're going to do all these horrible things. And she wasn't with them that long. I don't um, think they did anything to that, her. Like, other she than hyped it up so much that, like, that's part of the reason why she got so scared. I think they just used maybe their words. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe their who's to, like, pound near her, being like, we're going to get you, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did anything. Because I, I think if something more drastic, like what has been said, um, and we, again, we talked about this on a Felix Files. Felix Files, yeah. And I think we all came to the conclusion if that actually happened, like, Dumbledore would not have let them stay in the forest. I don't think he would have calmly brought her out of the forest either. You know, truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I bring that up a little bit. Oh, sorry that I'm here. Stealing but your thunder. No, it's okay. No, you're good. I just said, so, I mean, just describing her currently in the hospital wing, her hair is untidy. There are bits of twig and leaf in it still, but otherwise she seems to be quite unscathed. Take a breath. And, what she just needs Take to brush her hair honestly and maybe wash it <laughs> <laughs> um hermione also says that madame pomfrey thinks that she's in shock and jenny says that she's just sulking and i this is where i was kind of speculating i was like what do we think like shock or sulking i know there's a lot of conversation about what we think really happened with the centaurs but i don't mm -hmm. think it's as sinister mm -hmm. as some people suggest and i agree um i think that like if you if you I kind of want to say that I do I think kind of that it's both. sulking. I think um, I think she hyped it up so much in her head of what she thinks they were going to do to her. But also to the fact that like, homegirl, you lost. I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that she is just honestly really upset over the fact mm -hmm. that she's in the position she's in right now mm -hmm. and she's no longer headmistress. Voldemort is actually back her and Fudge were wrong like it's not just the centaur thing that she is all like in shock about right here it's everything and not even that Voldemort's back because I think that she doesn't care I think that more so like Potter yeah. that the person that she's been trying to disprove the entire year the was boy. right he's the boy who lived yeah. again yeah. I also think that maybe yep. this and could he got one up on her. I think that she could, she could, it could be a myriad of things really. Like she could just be shocked and, and sulking. And also she has to be plotting her comeback for sure. I think she's a very revengeful person and she's going to mm. use this oh, as yeah. fire yeah. under her cauldron to get to what she wants. And she does it. So kudos for that, I suppose. I mean, she definitely goes to like a whole nother level if of you did, evil. If you thought Dolores Jane Umbridge couldn't get worse, well, let me talk to you about the mentors. Yeah. And just, yeah. I, I agree. I think that she's sulking right now. I think that she's just upset about the situation she's in. I think that I... I don't think that what happened was sinister. And like Sarah said, we go super in depth about our thoughts on this, on the Umbridge Felix files. Um, because there's a lot of conversation about what happened. And I think that we all like to speculate and like, you know, think deep thoughts about like things that happen in these books and what we think it could have couldn't could or couldn't have been. But I think at the end of the day, she caused herself to be so worked up about this mm -hmm. because she hates them so much and the thought of being near them was 
jarring enough for her very jarring that against her by being like saying you know like um Kind of be like, you don't know when it's going to happen. So she's always on her toes for however long she was with them thinking like, these are the things they're going to yeah. do when they even said things. So like, when is it going to happen? Like almost tired of like waiting, like, you know, and then she's freed and then she's sad because she lost. Yeah. Now it's proven that Harry's right. He yep. was talking the truth the whole time. So now you're branded as a liar. Fred. And no one will give her a brush. And nobody, nobody will give her Honestly, a brush. <laughs> nobody give her a brush. <laughs> Use your, you Nobody <laughs> give her a brush. You are banned for life from brushes. Use a comb. Banned for life. It's going to take you two years. Oh, man. Where was I? Um, okay. So Ron then says... You, okay. <laughs> it's a <laughs> She shows signs of life if you do this and makes clip-clopping noises. She sits bolt upright, looking wildly around, and Hermione and Ginny have muffled laughter. Ugh. Ron, bilious week. Oh, you did say Hermione. I thought you said Ron and Ginny. You, not Hermione and Ginny have muffled yeah, laughter, but Ron is the one who makes. Who the was clip the first person noise. in that hospital wing to try that out? Rude. Ron. Ron. It was Ron. Oh, it was, Ron. It was definitely Ron. God. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh. Um, it's not. It's funny, but it's not. not. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not. Right. I like what Carolyn said. She's like, "That's cruel, but it's not <laughs> not hilarious." <laughs> if, if this was real yeah. life, I would feel it the same way. But this is fiction. So I mean, I probably would have right. laughed. I can giggle. Well. But also, like, based on the fact that we are all in agreement that we don't think that what happened to her was sinister, we we sinister I feel better there. laughing at that. Oh, like, Lord, what is the matter with you today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had no peaches, and I'm not ready to uh, go. No peaches. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I feel a little bit better having a little bit of a chuckle at it. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think that what happened to her was anything sinister. It was just she she made this well, worse in her head them, than like, she's been it was. cruel to them for months. Months. I mean, she's evil. For sure. Yes. Straight up. Correct. She will continue to be cruel. Yeah. For sure. Can Go you check out our character now. Felix Files. Say the whole locket getting back thing didn't go as planned. Like she would have put the death the death they e- died. the death eaters. She would have tortured them and she would have put the dementors on them. And probably For sure. like like happen. no yeah. joke. Like right there yes. in the courtroom she would have done it. Like she's straight yes. up sadistic and evil. Who's worked? All right. We need to have that I want Nobody. It's been four years. We really listen need. to me, ladies. That'll be after. Se- tell you what. When we're done with the reread of the seven, I will have that conversation with you. Fine. Do you want to talk about who's worse? I do think that it's fair to wait yeah, until we story. like actually break down everything with Umbridge and everything with Vold- Voldy Pants, as you Lord called him before. I want to say one thing um, in the vein of this type of conversation. Vain. Because I asked on my Instagram who's worth oh. Vader or Snape. I'd just like to remind it's, everyone that like, Vader slash um, Anakin. Anakin 
Same killed. person, by the a way. A lot of people. A young And a lot of young How many young So, as our friends on hyperspace hang out, as we like know, uh, Snape didn't kill anyone. And all you can do is all all you literally. can do is speculate as to what Snape did. But this this mm-hmm. is neither here nor there. Yeah. But literally, if you even just go off of Anakin Skywalker. Well, good old depends Annie. Depends on when you meet him. Good old Annie. <laughs> How Bad old many Annie. younglings? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying they're not comparable. Yeah, that's sad. As far yeah, as and that really, goes. like, I'm not saying I don't like either character. It was just a funny conversation I had with my siblings, and then once they realized they were wrong, they like they dug their heels. Th- yeah, in. because they like to make me mad. Yeah. Yes. They said Snape. Isn't that ridiculous? I genuinely think. What? I genuinely. I mean, think- listen, listen. I am by no means a fan of Severus Snape, but that is not I even a conversation. You can like yeah, villains. I'm not judging people. You yeah. can like whoever you want to like. I mean, we I like love. Kylo. I, for sure. I really like Vader, and I don't I like really Vader, know yeah. why. I love Kylo. It's also, it's gonna none be of these bad people sometimes. are real. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also like to remind myself that like Vader wasn't in charge, which I forgot. A lot, like I didn't realize until I was grown. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Right? So, like, you weren't, you weren't True. the big dog on campus. You were his little sidekick. Yeah. So. True. Um. Yeah. Okay. Should we go Sorry back to Harry Potter? Side note. But sure. Tell me your opinions. I want to know. It's okay. Is this the Padawan transmission? What? I don't know people's opinions on who they think is worse and why. I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> And why? Okay. Ron says that he thinks that Dumbledore must wish that he could have gotten rid of Trelawney. And surprisingly mm-hmm. enough, at least in my opinion, Hermione disagrees with the fact now that divination is useless. She kind of does a little 180 here. She's how can you say that after we've just found out that there are real prophecies? Um, and this makes Harry's heart begin to race. Because at up. this point, he not has not. Yeah, no, sorry. I just wanted to say that I'm surprised that I'm not. I'm sorry. Says this about prophecies and not about just Trelawney making the prophecy. Does she? I don't think she knows Trelawney. Oh, does she? Is it said in the thing? I don't remember. I don't know if she knows yet. Did oh, she know yet? Wait. No, it just says it just says initials there because it says says. Blah blah blah. Oh, to, hold on. And then, she doesn't uh, know Dumbledore's Did very he not long initials. The story to them, he yet. Told them yet. He didn't talk she to them yet. Not okay, yet. Never mind. No, not no, yet. I think it's too. At this not yet. time, it's a little too difficult yeah. for him. Because I feel like if she had that information, yeah, he, it would be. I don't she think would know that, that keeping Trelawney around is just about keeping Trelawney around, and not about divination. The subject itself. The divination. Yeah, she's got. Yeah, she doesn't know that yet. I don't think that he actually divulges yeah. that to them until well, six. It doesn't happen in this chapter. It's not he, this well, book. he spends he spends the rest of his time just like that's true. I did just finish this chapter by himself. Yeah, he needs some time. Yeah, this oh, the last bit of this boy. chapter is sad. Anyway, um, so Harry's heart begins to race because he has not told anybody about the prophecy, um. And he honestly just isn't ready to see the expression on any of their faces when he tells them that he has to be either a murderer or a victim because there's no other way. Someone, especially a 16-year-old uh, kid who's not even 16 yet. 
a 15 year old kid to to have to shoulder yeah i mean that's a lot for anybody yeah can you imagine knowing that you have to kill someone yeah i i i I don't know if well i don't know i don't know how you know i don't know i mean you know I think that they all knew that that was going to be the outcome either way, but just no, to, sure. yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's just you, rough until you know for absolute certain. You can always be like, well, maybe you'll have that hope of maybe that's not how it's going to end, and and things can be different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but there is no other way, thanks to Trelawney's prophecy. Thanks to Voldemort because he set it well, into motion. Yes, this is true. It really is all his fault. Um, so Harry says that, I mean, Hermione says that it's a pity that it broke and Ron agrees, but then says that he's glad you know who never found out what it said either. And now that they're like starting to have this conversation, Harry really just, he doesn't want to be a part of it. He's not ready. He's definitely absolutely still grieving. He has a lot going on in his mind right now. So he stands up pretty abruptly and Ron asks where he's going and he just quickly says, uh, Hagrid's. And then Ron's sad that he can't come with him and Hermione says to tell Hagrid hello. So he leaves the hospital wing and this is Harry's thoughts. He's just in his mind saying that Hassel seemed quiet even for a Sunday. Everyone was just enjoying the weather. A lot of people were outside and he could see people messing around in the air over the Quidditch pitch and a couple of students swimming in the lake accompanied by the giant squid. I don't know if I would swim in the lake. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't nope. even go in the ocean with me. No. <laughs> I will Do you think not. he like does laps with them? Um, or they? I shouldn't gender the squid. Yeah. I don't know what probably. it is. So do you think they do laps? I think it play. Doesn't it play with the, the students? I would if it was friendly. Yeah, I, I would so. let them throw me around. That'd don't be fun. People feed it and stuff. They like throw it food. What do they feed it? I don't know. How come he doesn't have giant a name? Squid. What's the giant squid's First name? Giant Squidward. Name squid. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Squidward. 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 Um. So anyway, just like hearing him think all of these things like to me he's really just Mm -hmm. in a fog right now like it's you know he doesn't want to have the conversation so he just gets up and leaves he really didn't exactly plan on going to see Hagrid at that moment he's just walking he's seeing people enjoy the end of term like what he should be doing um and he can't just because he's too sad, rightfully so. It makes sense. So it's just it's just sad. It makes me think of that moment in Twilight when Bella's looking around. She's like, man, everyone's got a normal life and I have to pick a vampire. You know what I'm talking about? I kind of picture Harry like <laughs> Bella in New Moon where it's just the camera swirling like, around her endlessly and the season's changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should have known that. then that I wouldn't have loved yeah. that. I hate when people do stuff like that. Or when a chapter has one sentence. Don't. Don't. <laughs> so I read this book and don't. literally, it was a prologue. The first chapter was like a sentence or two long. And I was like, I know I'm not going to like this book. And I really didn't care for it. 
Well, you know what we do care for? <sighs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <gasps> no. <laughs> oh my gosh, how something happened. No, uh, it's Tiffany. I literally just did the exact same thing at the same the time. Mind. It scared me. Just saying. <sighs> All right. Continuing on with being inside Harry's head. Um, he's finding it hard right now whether he wants to be with people or not. Like, he doesn't know if he... Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever felt this before? Whenever he's in company, he wants to get away. Whenever he's alone, he wants company. Or, like, sometimes you think you want to be around people, and then you're around people, it's, and you're like, sometimes yeah, no, it's I actually don't want people. to. Or it could be mm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he really is starting to think about, like, no, I think I actually will go see Hagrid. Um, so he just steps into the entrance hall, and here come Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle from the Southern Common Room. Harry stops dead. They stop well, dead. they're actually stopping um, alive, but... <laughs> they're stopping alive. They freeze. So from the book, uh, for a few moments, the only sounds were the shouts, laughter, and splashes drifting into the hall from the grounds to the open front doors. Malfoy glanced around. Harry knew he was checking for signs of teachers. Then he looked back at Harry and said in a low voice, you're dead, Potter. Harry raised his eyebrows. Funny, he said. You'd think I'd have stopped walking around. <laughs> this is what I, I love. Like, sassy. Coming Harry in right hot. Yeah, like, <laughs> still yeah. sassy. Malfoy looked angrier than Harry had, had ever seen him. He felt a kind of detached satisfaction at the sight of his pale, pointed face contorted with rage. You're going to pay, said Malfoy in a voice barely louder than a whisper. I'm going to make you pay for what you've done to my father. And Harry sarcastically says, oh, I'm <laughs> terrified now. And I suppose that I suppose that Lord Voldemort's just a warm up compared to the three of you. Um, and they all kind of, of course, they flinch because he said Voldemort. And Harry says, he's your dad's mate, isn't he? Not scared of him, are you? And uh, Malfoy says, you think you're such a big man, Potter. And he starts advancing on him with his cronies behind him. And he says, you wait, I'll have you. You can't land my father in prison. And Harry goes, I thought I just like, had. Jeez. <laughs> and Malfoy's like, well, the Dementors have left Azkaban. They'll be out in no time. And Harry says, yeah, I'm sure they will. But everyone still knows Ooh. what scumbags they are now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. Right. Of course, Malfoy goes to reach for his wand, but Harry's quicker. His wand is drawn before Malfoy's fingers are even in his pocket. So Harry's skills, you can even see through his own teaching, have gotten better. Like, we know Harry's very good at what he does anyway. I thought this as I read this. I was like, oh. Yeah. Self-taught, man. Um, So, of course, before they can get to their duel... Snape appears. Snape's always got to <laughs> pop up and ruin Harry's ruin fun. Ruin everybody's day. What Snape's does? Back. Oh, there's a line in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> She's like, you're like the pop-up book from hell. <laughs> 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 oh, that, oh, should that be the episode title? <laughs> Snape is a pop-up book. <laughs> um, but even as mad as he is at Malfoy, and especially with like all the stuff of like his dad being a confirmed death eater slash trying to kill him and being a part of this whole thing and leading to Sirius's death. He still feels this rush of hatred 
worse than he does to Malfoy well, when he sees Snape. And he thinks, I don't... No, never mind. Go ahead. That's in six. <laughs> you can bring it up. We're not spoiler. <laughs> no, because it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with yeah. his feelings about Snape now. He's going... He runs to Dumbledore's office to um, actually go and get the locket from the lake. TM. Um, and... He meets Trelawney <laughs> along the way and he finds out that Snape's the one that overheard the prophecy and told Voldemort because he doesn't know that Snape's the one that did that mm. yet. So it doesn't relate to this moment. Cool story. Later his hatred oh, will yeah. though. So but that'll be cool. bad. <laughs> yeah. He does think I don't care what Dumbledore says I can never forgive Snape. One, that's not true, and the fact that you're going to hate him more in the coming years, and also that you are going to forgive him eventually. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Forgiveness. So Snape's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And Sassy Harry's back again. He said, I'm trying to decide what curse to use on Malfoy, sir. Point to Harry, man. (laughs) Right, right. I, I loved that line. I was like... He's not messing around. When Harry says sir to Snape, it's always like the sassiest, most sarcastic line. And it always makes me laugh, though. Because Snape gives it back to him. So So Snape threatens to take points from Gryffindor. And then he looks over at the um, whatever they keep, like the rubies in or whatever it's called. And he's like, oh, but there aren't any left to take. What do they do that there's like no points? What did I miss? (laughs) I don't. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, duh. Inquisitorial squad. Right. Okay, I'm sure, yeah. But guess who's back? (laughs) Not just Voldy. McGee. Woohoo! She comes in carrying her big old carpet bag, which is like... Makes me think of Mary Poppins. Yeah, she would be a great Mary Poppins. Tartan carpet bag in one hand, and then she's leaning on a walking stick with her other. But otherwise, she looks quite well. Um, and Snape's all like, oh, you're back. You're out of St. Mungo's. And yes. I do want to say that I do think yeah. that he is genuinely happy that she I is think- out of St. Mungo's, though. So, like, I don't want to confuse people and be like, I think he's being snarky. No, I think he's genuinely yeah, think happy he to see that she's allow out. Himself Good to point, feel yes. things in front of people. So he must remain. Oh, you're back. For sure. Uh. I'm devoid of all feelings because yeah, the sure. of my life died. Do you well, do you think that he ha- he does that all the time so he will never break in yes. front of Voldy? I He's think a man, so. A man well, suffering. Probably. Honestly, like, what would he be like? Given his history with James and all of that, like, that's still there, obviously. But if he wasn't the double agent, how would he be? Because he's reminded of it all the time. I, I don't know, because he's gone through a lot of trauma right. in his yeah. life and genuinely should take some time to talk to someone about it. Well, yeah, but, you know. So, I don't know. I think he would still... Do you think he'd be different? <sighs> if he didn't have to do that all the time? No. Maybe a little tiny bit less grumpy, but probably know, still mostly so grumpy. grumpy. He, lives a, he lives a tormented life. I mean, that a is a massive childhood. Burden. Yeah. yeah. He had a garbage, you know, uh, 11 and up teen years. Like, and then he's doing this for the rest of his adult life. What? That's a tortured, tormented life. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's just agree. It's that, sad. It's, it's very sad. It's it is sad. And as much as we, you know, 
poke and prod and laugh and and joke which is what we do because you know the seriousness of it we can't handle all the time you have to laugh like sarah laughs in the most (laughs) horrible of moments i can't help it that's just my coping because she has to cope that way and i'm just saying that because like we do that too with this character like yes this is a fictional character but um people people live lives like this and snape doesn't have a happy ending in any kind of way like his story doesn't get wrapped up in a nice little bow. Yeah. And unfortunately, like that happens in real life. Um, and I genuinely, I don't know. I don't know because of how he was raised and because of the traumas of his childhood, if he knows how to cope with his feelings to let other people show it. Cause what if he did? Mm-hmm. And that's how he, one thing he was punished for as a child was showing feelings. Cause that's another thing that, you know, I want to point out to then. something, uh, in the in the discord chat as far as no excuses to treat innocent children that way patrizia i think is how you say that yes first of all um but what i want people to do because this is something you can take into your real life so this isn't just about a fictional character named snape what you need to do and what everybody should do is yes don't excuse those behaviors don't excuse those behaviors, but try and understand the reasoning behind the behaviors. Because what somebody acts out with is their way of coping for something that is tormenting them. And if you want to bring it into the educational young child setting, the kid that acts out, and if you want, you shouldn't, but people label it as bad behavior. That's behavior that is seeking a comfort that they don't have in their life at that time. If a kid is uh, biting, throwing punches, saying inexcusable words to a teacher or to an adult, that's not because that student just wants to do that just to do that. Mm -hmm. There's a reason behind it. There's a layer underneath. And that's what we're going to do with this series that you need to relate to your real life. And you do this with children. You do this with adults because how people act out is a result of something else happening to them. You feel me? For sure. Okay. For sure. I feel you. And really (laughs) you, everyone that listens should know how we feel about Snape, but at the same time, you know, again, everybody could go to therapy. He could have used it. A lot of people in the wizarding world. We've talked about that at length, that there's a lot of things in this series that um, are or could have been fixed they just need to be more Coping aware of mental health and that it's OK to ask for help and yeah. it's OK to have conversations. It's OK to like I know back just in real life. I know back in the day, my mom's like, you shouldn't tell people that I'm like, and this is like years ago. And I was like, now I'm like, I don't care. I'm like. I'm having anxiety. I'm having anxious thoughts, whatever people around me. I'm like, I'm going to tell because you should get rid of the stigma and all of that because it's a lot of people go through these things. I did go back and read when McGonagall comes in and Snape does say Professor McGonagall with an exclamation point out of St. Mungo's I see. So yeah, I think, I think maybe he doesn't want to get caught yelling well, at the Draco's kids. right there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Draco's right there and Crab and Goyle and their parents are all very active death eaters. Yes, they're Lucius at least is in Azkaban right now, but 
everybody knows that that's not going to last if the dementors aren't even listening to yeah. right. the ministry. So, right. He just has, he constantly has to be careful. And like, again, like that's by no means an excuse for his actions in any way, shape or form. But we can also just try to at least understand his actions, even if right. there's not an excuse for them, you know? Okay, yes, yes. Um, so when McGonagall came in, Snape was just in the middle of saying something about how there's no points left. And um, then he gets cut off because McGonagall says, well, we'll have to add more. And so she tells Crabbe and Goyle, she said, take my bag to my office, which that made me laugh. And then Meg, this might redeem McGee for you a little bit with the point situation. <laughs> it, do- it does a little bit. I, I, I'm never going to forget year one, but you know. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> um, she says, I think Potter and her friends ought to have 50 points apiece for alerting the world to the return of you know who. What say you, Professor Snape? So she gives 50 to Harry. Ron, Ginny, Neville, and Hermione, and then she does add another 50 for Luna, and she's fair and goes, oh, Snape, you wanted to take some away? Okay, 10 points away, but still. The hourglass <laughs> is, like, super full now. Um, I mean, like, so that's, like, 250 points minus the 10, so 240, and, like, that is, that puts them in the running. Probably. As long as those uh, inquis- inquisitorial squad peeps weren't adding some points to themselves. Yeah, Slytherin probably won this year. Uh, well, it was it was the naughty Slytherins that were in charge. So the naughty, naughty Slytherins. So McGonagall tells Harry and Draco they should be outside on such a glorious day like this. Harry, he doesn't need to tell him twice. He's like, "Okay, bye." Oh, or I, I like, lose oh, more points. It's the end of your section. Uh, but for true, let me tell you, in Ohio currently, it's been cold for a very long time. Yeah, I'm over that. And hey, um, I'm ready. Dresses. No I'm pants. ready for some nice weather so I can be outside. Yeah. Anyway, so Harry, like, turns, he puts his wand away quickly, and he literally walks out the door of the castle without even looking back, because he's like, yeah, you're right. Bye. I'm leaving. Whatevs. So he's walking towards Hagrid's hut. He kind of sees there's, obviously, it's a nice day out. There's a bunch of other students that are, like, lounging around in the sun. Um, a, a lot of them seem to be reading the prophet and some are eating some snacks. And then like, he sees like some of them are calling out to him or like waving. <laughs> and it seems like they want him to know that they now believe him. Um, just like the prophet is now saying that as well. And so like Harry doesn't know like how much the other students know, of, like what happened. Um, but he also like, hasn't been asked yet. And he's kind of glad and he wants to kind of keep it that way. Cause he doesn't want to talk about it, especially like I if I was in his situation and he's already having a tough time talking about it with people who care about him and he cares about. He doesn't want to talk about this with random people like, yeah, there are other students and like he's known them, but that's not the same as talking to his friends or Haggard or whatever. Um, So he goes to Haggard's hut. It seems like he's not inside when he gets there. And so he's thinking, oh, maybe he's not home. But it turns out he's just in the back picking beans. Um, and so yeah, he's a <laughs> bean, bean picking. Hagrid invites him in to have some dandelion juice when he sees Harry, and so I went uh, to the good old Google. Uh, is that a thing? Yeah, I guess so. I knew someone would like, look that up, and I'm so glad because I was like, "Now nah, I'll just wait." I I don't know. I googled dandelion juice. I think this, so. On on the good old 
trustywebmd.com. Oh, Lord. Says the polysaccharides in dandelion <laughs> are known to reduce stress on the liver and support its ability to produce bile. They also help your liver filter potentially harmful chemicals out of your food. Dandelion is also a good source of vitamin C, which prevents scurvy, one of the most helpful vitamins for the immune system. Why am I not just out in my yard eating weeds? I mean... When you right? never told you this, when you were um, giving in the giving birth process of your child, okay. and I was watching your nieces. Yeah, <laughs> we were outside, and Lily was like totally picking. forgot about that. By the way, Lily was like picking like the flower, and she's like, "It's fine to eat this." I'm like, "I don't think it is." She goes, "I do it all the time at home," and she's like, eating. "Hopefully, Fozzie didn't pee on those." I was like, "Whoa, jeez, <laughs> it's just funny." Because all they wanted to do was be outside, and I was like, yeah, "I don't care what we do." And it's so another thing says, is it safe to juice dandelion? You can juice just dandelion leaves into a green shot like you do other greens. Just make sure to use only the young and new leaves. If the flower has already appeared, it will taste very bitter. Says we recommend to mix dandelions into your favorite fruit or vegetable juice. Um, also, I don't I, I've never done this. I don't I can't say I recommend juicing a dandelion. So don't use swish and flick as your source. <laughs> to drink this <laughs> we are not <laughs> in the juice department i don't nor know dandelions. i don't know anything about juice <laughs> i'm really not a big juice drinker no i don't drink juice i just i rarely I, do i don't care for it for yeah friends. it's too sweet alana likes juice boxes and that's the extent of juice that's in our house i sometimes like a cranberry juice that's probably with the only my juice champagne. i really like I do uh, like cranberry. No, I don't. I just drink. <laughs> Same. So they sit down inside. Um, Hagrid asks him how he is. And he's like asking him how he's feeling, basically, not how he's physically feeling. Um, and Harry kind of like diverts him and asks him where he has been. Hagrid has been hiding out in the mountains like Sirius did. And he like says Sirius's name. And then he like, because he's reluctant to bring him up. And they kind of try to change the subject. So Harry tells Hagrid that he looks better because he does. He realizes like, oh, wow, you actually look pretty good. Um, And so Hagrid brings up the fact that Grop has been behaving much better than before. And he had seemed pretty happy to see Hagrid again. And he calls him a good lad, as Hagrid would do. He's like, oh, he's a good lad. And even mentions that he wants to find a lady friend for Grop, which makes me sad. In the aspect of like, I wonder if Hagrid wants a lady friend. And he tried to have that with um madame maxime i'm really upset that mm-hmm. his story did not continue with her yeah like that i mean really it was stinks. more like her not having um she wasn't ready and she had thoughts and feelings again we discussed this on a felix files as well yeah um and so really the circumstances being what they were harry really couldn't muster up the energy to talk haggard out of this idea because he's like any other time he would have been like uh that's not a good idea because thinking of having another giant in the forest was really alarming to him um and then the feeling of wanting to be alone was coming back like into harry and so he like started to drink his juice in like larger gulps so he was like halfway done with it i wonder how large that cup was bucket a hagrid size cup was bucket buckets of mugs (laughs) a bucket of mugs tries to talk to him again <laughs> bringing up the fact that you know oh now everyone knows that like you've been speaking the truth for all these months like that has to be feel good um but harry only shrugs and that's when he kind of decides t- to bring Sirius up um i'm gonna read from the book because i didn't want to 
You know what I'm saying? Just, just. Oh, okay. Look, Hegard leaned toward him across the table. I knew Sirius longer than you did. He died in battle, and that's the way he'd want to go. He didn't want to go at all, said Harry angrily. Hegard bowed his great shaggy head. Nah, I don't reckon he did, he said quietly. But still, Harry, he was never one to sit around at home and let other people do the fighting. He couldn't have lived with himself if he had if he hadn't gone to help. Um, and that's kind of when Harry like jumps up from the table and he just he's not ready to talk about it yet. And I think he's still blaming himself. There's a whole host of feelings. Um so he's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I got to go see Ron and Hermione in the hospital. And Hagrid doesn't know that that's where he just came from. So Hagrid's kind of like upset because he wants to be there for Harry and he wants to talk about it. And he kind of understands it. Like he needs to talk about it. Um, but he's understanding. So he lets him leave, but he tries to tell him like, just please, before you leave, like if you've got a moment, like come and see me again, but he doesn't really get to finish his sentence before Harry's like, yeah, sure. And like books it out of his hut. Like he just is, he just needs to get out of there. So then he's back outside where like the sun is shining and there's like that whole juxtaposition of, of it's being such a beautiful day outside, but Harry himself is just feeling sad and alone and he wants to be alone. And he just really wishes that he could close his eyes. And like when he'd open them, everyone there would be gone and he would be alone, like outside. Um, and I just want to hug him cause he's just, he's just hurting. Yeah. And that's the end of this For section. Sure not even the end of the chapter or even near it (laughs) well give them lightning bolt round yes let's see i'm sorry i i did not pull them yet because I was unprepared. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's see. If, okay, Hollyhead Harpies asks us, if you made a lot of money selling a story, where would you take your family on vacation? I would take my family on vacation. Wow. Honestly, I would probably, we've, (laughs) uh, we've all been there except for Tiffany. I'd probably take them all to Ireland to like be like I've seen it with like my parents, but I think it'd be fun to like see it as a whole family. Going to Disney World. We're already doing that. <laughs> no, I would. Um, I don't know. Probably somewhere warm, beachy. Mm. Take Lonnie to the ocean for the first time. It'd be fun. I would go to Ooh. Tokyo. Konnichiwa. Mm. So you're Ooh. not go to going Australia. to the same place. <laughs> well, I think if they both sold it separately, we'd be going two trips. It just means but that Megan we get two trips. Bugs. <laughs> yeah, bugs. I know, but if you're I going with Tokyo, Katie. Yeah, Australia has <laughs> bugs. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just want to go to <laughs> Tokyo Disneyland. I love that you did at the Disneyland part. It's totally something else. Okay. Now we know where you want to go. Uh, <laughs> um, Jackie Weasley asks, what do we think the potions tasted like that 
I don't know. I've Hermione like had to take health potions. Taste give. bad. Yeah, she said, oh, give okay. one good was, and one bad answer. So, like, maybe come up with like. And Carolyn in the chat said black licorice. <laughs> Mm. Hey, you I like black licorice. <laughs> Wait, let's like do it I this wonder, way. I wonder let's if there's like let's flavorings. Each personal, so it doesn't have to be like moldy socks, but like a flavor that you a flavor like I don't... and a flavor you don't. Like. Okay, well, I definitely don't like black licorice. That's what I was gonna say. A flavor I really like is um, strawberry. Mm. I usually like strawberry flavored everything. Okay. Megan, you're next. I was gonna say strawberry, but let's see. Um, I don't mind cherry flavored things, so that would be kind of cool if you could flavor it cherry. A bad taste. Uh, lettuce. Lettuce. lettuce tastes like nothing. It tastes like yes. Water. You guys are such liars. It has a You're freaking taste, and it's wow. gross. Katie, Katie. Yawning. does lettuce have a taste? I mean, I yes, water also has a taste. Thank you. You're welcome. Is it a big taste? No, but if you don't like it, We're then married. I could see it being we a bigger taste. Precisely. Lettuce is crispy water. I agree. I've never agreed with something harder agree. than that. Yeah. Well, iceberg lettuce. If it's like romaine or like you know, Let's that's romaine calm. That's different. Lettuce roll into the next. Person, did you I say think it's you? No, she didn't. No, you didn't. Did Katie, did you give I us a bad either. and a good? No. Do it. Uh, good would be grape. Mm. Bad would be mm. corn dog. God, I would <laughs> say bad would be blue cheese. Maybe. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know I. Mm. You know Ew, how yeah, much gross. I. Gross. Gross. Let's talk about blue cheese. I. It if gross. I'm going somewhere and I'm getting like, let's say a burger. Oh. I don't like to change all the things on the burger because. You want to have or a chef intended. Yeah. So yeah. like if I like there could be like a spicy chicken sandwich and they're going to put blue cheese dressing on it. I won't order it. Oh if there's a burger God. with blue cheese on it. I won't order it because I don't believe blue, in cheese, blue cheese being a thing is divine. It, I've never. No. Blue All cheese is, is the butt. Okay. I there's other. It's not even. Yeah, the but that's like blue it. cheese. It's just I hate the taste. Of it. I just love blue cheese. I hate it. I you know it so what much. cheese I love? Feta. It just tastes Ugh, rancid. rancid. Um, what's a flavor that I like? My comebacks are weak. <laughs> could it be like a? Could it be wine flavored? I'm kidding. Ish. No, you have. Ooh, wine maybe flavors. just coffee flavored. Ooh. <laughs> I was also thinking Ooh. mint, but I don't know if I'd want to drink that. Be, yeah, it'd be like toothpaste. Yeah, it'd be like toothpaste. Wash. Yeah, but my mouth would feel refreshed afterwards if that's the last one I'm drinking. Sure. True. Yeah, maybe uh, if the, if yeah. it can be the last that one, that would be nice. Get rid of all the bad taste. That was a good question. Um, let's see. Let's see. Sorry, there's a lot. Let's see. Uh, Rosie girl asks, "Do you think that Harry ever told Neville about the prophecy?" Mm -mm. Wait, say that again? No. Who told I don't think Harry? So. What? What? No. Do we think Harry do we think Harry ever you told Neville about the prophecy? The time, did Luna tell him that? And I'm like, why would Luna know anything about the prophecy and Neville not? Yeah. No, because like I don't think it was super pertinent you know, to Neville. 
I'm going to say no that's just a, because that's the lot. stress that it put on Harry, I think it could put yeah. like a yeah, whole different type of stress like, on Neville mm-hmm. of like, yeah, and maybe yeah. make him question like, could my yes. parents still be okay? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, yes. blah. And just spiral. Yeah. It'd be bad. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There's just like no purpose. Yeah, and I don't think Harry's the type of person that's telling him just say if he hated Neville and wanted to be mean to him, he'd tell him. That's in the alternative timeline. Right. <laughs> but he doesn't. Right. Um, Yancey. Like I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. I think that that's how you say it. Do you think that Trelawney is aware of the prophecies she makes in the moment no, or is unaware and can't remember know. them? Because she, she acts confused. Yeah, after she and props to Emma Thompson. Three. For when she's in in Prisoner of Azkaban, when she does when she does the prophecy, so like, good. <laughs> I'm sorry, but did did you say something? <laughs> so she sorry, did so good. She's so <laughs> good. Epic. I mean, there's nobody else that could do Trelawney. So good. So good. So good. So good. Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Any more? Um. Logan asks, do you think that the squid checks on the Slytherin students in the common room? Not nice. Mm. I think so. I think depending on the student, they're nice to him. I bet bet they're friends. I think it's like, you guys are evil. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever look over at the window and there's just like a big old eye staring at you? That'd That'd be be so freaking creepy. And he probably chuckles to himself. Chuckle. (laughs) Got the new freshman. Well, first years, you know. <laughs> Ickle freshman. Oh my god! Do you think in the middle of the night it puts its little like suckers on the window and like yeah pops them off to scare kids? I was the squid. I would do that. And then like swims away. Like got <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, another one. <laughs> Sarah, that sounded like Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I love it. I compliment. <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, last one is from Sam Gartley. If you were Harry, what would you do or go or where would you go during this chapter? Would you react As the Harry? same way or differently? Probably would have been still in bed. As Harry? Is that what we're talking about? Um, yeah, as Harry. As Harry. I'd probably want to be alone. If I had to get out of bed, um, maybe if you're allowed in like the stands of the Quidditch pitch. It's like a quiet place to go. Sit and stare at the hoops. Yeah. Watch the wind blow through the trees. I internalize, so I think I probably would have been pretty similar to Harry. He's just kind of, he's yeah. in a fog, he's a little scattered. He doesn't really know um, what to say or how to be. I, that would probably yeah. be me. I would probably be the same way. I would just try to keep busy. It literally occurred to me, like, I don't know, two weeks ago that I internalized things. And Katie's like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, oh, okay." (laughs) (laughs) Did I say it like that? (laughs) Sorry. Probably not like that. I exaggerated it. But, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, I do. do. That's okay. Yeah. Is it time for the fan story? Yeah, that's it. Did anyone win bingo? Oh, yeah. Any bingos. Did anybody win bingo? There was a bingo? lot of Slytherins in the chat the other day, and not very many Ravenclaw. What the <laughs> heck? Got that many 
How is that even possible? Slytherin in first with 996 points and Hufflepuff in second. No, listen. If I if we lost, that's fine. However, no points have ever gotten over like 300. So what kind I of fishy giant she- squid shenanigans okay. is going cheater, on? Cheater, pumpkin eater. We did she not says with cheat. A smile on her face. I'm not saying you guys. Here's cheating. the thing. Anytime just we curious. win, you guys just assume that we cheat. But how? No points have ever yeah. gotten that high before. Yeah, so I'm Megan. just curious as to how yeah. this happened. I was very active with liking things so in the chat I. today. I, so was I. Well, then and, you were And I'm under 300. You guys, I think you guys took me out of uh-uh. the whole liking points thing. And you're like, Tiffany likes things and nothing happens because we hate her. I think something happened with that Weasleys are King Bob Short's action going on it's earlier. It's called Slytherins were active in the chat today. It's called mm-hmm. tipping the scale. Mm-hmm. Tipping those snake scales. Their side is winning in the book so mm-hmm. far. Where's Dumbledore? Mm-hmm. Slytherin wins the house well cup. Well done, Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Well done. However. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a change of decoration. Clap, clap. Baby. You know I will back a Slytherin. All Slytherins. I'm married to Slytherin. I love them. I think they deserve a lot of. But the ones in a this lot chat, more than they get. No, I'm, but I'm gonna call you out if you're being bad. All right. Well, congrats, Sneaky Snakes. I'm watching Focus. you. You guys are just sad that you're not. Look that at that active. cheating mm-hmm. picture that was just posted. I see. Thank you, Thank you. Meg has been saying for months that Slytherins need to be more active, yeah, you guys and have we the most just sure. And also, where are the Ravenclaws? That screenshot, that screenshot that Steph Carr posted is is not cheating. That is just straightforward facts. Sure, so. sure, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Give me the fan story. Slytherin won fair and square. It's over. Move I on. I don't know. I'd say fair and octagon or some <laughs> crap. I don't know. <laughs> Ain't no square. <laughs> Katie. Fair <and> trapezoid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. This fan story comes from Ivy. Ivy says, hey, guys, my name is Ivy. I'm a Gryffindor uh, several roar. times over. But I identify way more as Ravenclaw. Do? But not just because I look good in blue. Sarah, that See sounds like I mean. something you would I say. Do look good in blue. <laughs> Brings out my eyeballs. I usually, I usually tell people I'm Ravenclaw rather than the truth. Not that there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with Gryffindor. My Patronus <gasps> is a husky, awesome. which is also odd. That is so cool. Which is also oh, odd no. because I'm terrified of dogs. <laughs> Weird, I know. My wand is firwood with unicorn hair, eleven and a half inches, unyielding flexibility. I've been listening to your podcast for about two months nonstop, and I'm almost caught up. Well, you're at least in 2019 now. You've made me want to reread the books because I am also, I also am way oversaturated with the movies, but it's difficult to get caught up because listening to you guys is almost like having already read the chapters. My Potter story starts in 2001. I was in first grade and my grandma was a teacher who loved books and creativity. She took me to see the first movie and I was obsessed. She bought me the first book, but it was too advanced for me to read alone, and I loved to read too much to tolerate being read to. We went to see each of the movies and theaters together when they came out until she passed away in November of 2005. We never got to see Goblet together, and after that, my interest dwindled. I would watch the movies sporadically, but I wasn't as crazy about them as I had been before. 
My senior year of high school, I had three study halls, so I needed something hefty to read and decided to read the entire Harry Potter series. This was the only time I read the entire series all the way through. Like you have all done, I've read and reread Sorcerer's and Chamber a million times over and over, but always get distracted before continuing on. I will pick up other books in, in the series sometimes to read, just not in order. I would consider myself a pretty big Potterhead now in adulthood. My friends all get me Harry Potter gifts for holidays, and my fiancé is even taking me to the Wizarding World in Orlando in November. Oh my god, I hope your trip went That's really awesome. well. Uh, thank you for sharing your stories and making the Wizarding World still continue. I love hearing your different theories on things and when you point out things I had missed. You make my commute to and from work, all day at my desk, and all the time I spend cleaning much more enjoyable, and I'm so appreciative of the time and love you put into this podcast. Uh, P.S. I'm from Pennsylvania and Beaver Stadium is Penn State. Hashtag we are. Mm -hmm. No smiley face. Thank, thank you, you Won't you be? <laughs> used to be you. neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that your grandma like introduced you to everything. Yeah. That's really cool. It's precious. Yeah, that's really cool. I really like those kinds of stories a lot. And mm -hmm. you still get to enjoy it even though she's not around anymore, you know, and think of her, which is super cool. So thanks for sending in your story, Ivy. Sorry I had to wait so long for it. Trying to go back. Trying to grab old stories. <laughs> They're coming, I promise. If you send in your story, it's coming. <laughs> All right, who's ready, so for, a ready joke? for a joke? I am. <laughs> what, what does a centaur put in its coffee? I don't know, Katie. What? <laughs> half and half. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, my have, God. I have bug jokes. She Googled it as soon as we talked about bugs. I look up and she's Googling bug <laughs> jokes. <sighs> Waiter, what's this fly doing in my suit? I want him. I think it's doing the backstroke. <laughs> oh. uh, how do bees get to school? On the school buzz. <laughs> Do you want me to tell oh you a God. Star Wars joke? Oh my gosh. I got Tiffany bought me a book, a joke <laughs> book. <laughs> Hold on, I want to read this one. What did the sushi say to the bee? Wasabi. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you want a Java joke and a Boo joke? Luke, the Emperor, Java. Ewok. Okay. Jabba. What time is it when Jabba sits <laughs> on your electro binoculars? I don't time know. to get new electro binoculars. Stop it. I was trying to think of like a funny Star Wars answer. <laughs> what the heck? What is Jabba the Hutt's middle name? The. <laughs> I think that's actually part of his last name because they're called the Hut. There's more yeah, of it's them. Whole family. They speak Hutnese. Yeah. Oh my God! What did Jabba say like when that. his enemy ran away? I'll get you next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody needs to take a napkin to the corners of his mouth. It bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, okay, those are my jokes, man. <laughs> Tiff as I Leia. Vinny says his first name is Pizza. 
I will say this book makes me want to color in the pages. Like I feel like it's a coloring book. You want me to get you crayons? I'm not good at it, and also we'll get over in one page. Okay. Jokes, man. I would buy you crayons if you want. What do fireflies eat? Light snacks. (laughs) 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 Good jokes. Social media. <laughs> Should we? Yes. We're on it. Follow us if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kate are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Peaches Fam. Tiff is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah's on Instagram at Oh I love that you said that you guys H's. are at the Peaches, the Peaches Fam. Family. What did I say? Yes. Fam. <laughs> did I really say handle. that? Yeah. Oh, it's. It's at the Peter's family. Family. It's I L Y for we love you. You mean I love you? For we love you? Well, I love you, but yeah, but there's two. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't work. <laughs> Should it be family? Willie? I'm what actually are you doing? doing a multitude of things. <laughs> Tell them what you finished. <laughs> so, Tell them what you told me. Tell them what you told me. Last night. That's not what you told me. Okay. I don't remember what that's from. Does someone remind me? <laughs> Are you done? Yes. Okay. So last night I got really into listening to A Court of Thorns and Roses. So I don't know when it was. Was it this week that I switched to Audible? Or was it last week? Um, I think it was It this was recently, week. either this week or last week. I had like six hours left in the book and I just wasn't. I was doing like other stuff. She wasn't reading to my specifications. She was pressuring me. Let's be honest. Peer pressure. It was read a book. It was big peer pressure. So I switched and I had some credits on Audible. So I got it on Audible and I listened to it. And then yesterday I got really, really into it and ended up finishing A Court of Thorns and Roses at like 11 something last night. And it's really stinking good. It is not for children, so children, please don't read. I that will book. say you were saying this on Instagram. It is a young adult. Like that's what it's sold as a young adult but book. Children are not um, young adults. My mother would consider me a child when I was under the age of eighteen, as a mm. young adult. I would say, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm gonna go real. I'm gonna go. I mean, technically, the first, technically, the first Harry Potter is young adult. Isn't I'm gonna it? go. Really, really, is this is for parents listening. I'm going to go really, really conservative and say 17. <laughs> I will. I think. Let me tell you what um, Amazon says for. Yeah. Tell me the rating that they give it, because it's just there's some adult nature in the book. Well, maybe it doesn't say it's on this pretty one. graphic as far as like. Um, uh, this won't spoil anything like fight things go fighting things go. Um, but. Really great book. I thought you were going to say sexy time. <laughs> that, that too. Woo-hoo. Um, there's Woo-hoo. that too in it. Uh, and, you know, it was great. And so I had a credit on Audible. So I got the second one. And then today I'm going to actually, I'm going to put my little book it light on. It says that the reading level is grades four to seven. Oh god and the entrance level is nine to twelve no i don't agree with that at all like in the slightest think about when you would let alana read that 
think about it that way. I mean, shut your five. mouth. Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all I can do is compare it to what you I have was to expose reading. Her when to I was real like in high life. school. I would have read this in high school and have been five. High school is different. High school. I wasn't. I was seventeen when I was a senior. That's still in high school. <laughs> yeah. okay, I mean, like, I would have read this 17 as a is like that's, basically no, college. You're still in high school. Depends on, depends on who you are. Jen was 17 or oh freshman year of college. I would I say, know. like, most Me young too. adult books, like, 13 and 14 mm-hmm. is when I you would can have start read something those. like this in, when I was, like, yeah. I, ex- like yeah, a freshman. Grade, freshman year, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, you read it, and your parents don't know that's different. I guess I wouldn't want. I wouldn't hand it to her. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So I, I will say this: yes, there is fight scenes, and there are some scenes of an adult nature yes. enjoying each other. Okay, so just oh. <laughs> parents know before you. Are we going to like just say what Scenes they were of adult doing? Nature. Are we that that yes. pretty much alludes to everything that you just said. There is the Sims would say. Good gosh. Can we move on? Okay. I Woo-hoo. have um, the book Snape, a definitive reading. So I'm going to start reading that. I'm sure. And I wrote that. <laughs> Lori Kim is actually. Yeah. I can't Lori take Kim credit from Lori Kim. I tweeted at them today, and so that was pretty cool. They they tweeted us back, and I've been playing Pokemon Snap, which has been so much fun. Would you say it's been a snap? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to drag me down. I do. I do. No, I I've love that game it's great i'm getting really excited for e3 that is coming up because i need some breath of the wild 2 news or i am going to cry like just gonna break down and cry so i'm really sore from the workouts that katie and i have been doing but it's been a whole lot of fun to just like pick all our favorite things and and work out together it's been great and that's been me. I'm almost done with school. Hooray! Woohoo! Hip hip hooray! Don't say woohoo right now. Woohoo! We can't say that right now. <laughs> I want to let you know that I started this workout calendar with Tiffany no. and Sarah. What? You did not. What? You started working out with Tiffany and Sarah? Katie. What's my name? Katie. Say my name. Say my name. And then I started my job at Starbucks. (laughs) And let me tell you, I forgot what it's like to have a job like that. And I have been exhausted. (laughs) Like... It's so exhausting. And it's I think it's mostly because like where my location is at, it's just going to be a very busy location. Um, We're in the middle of Taurus Nation in Orlando, and it's just very busy. We're a new store. So like, man, that store is nonstop. It is. Thank you, Katie, for the Hamilton reference. You're welcome. Um, but like going from somebody who like 
had a job where I was on my feet all day. And then I got a desk job. And then I'm back at a job where I'm on my feet all day. <laughs> my body forgot. Yeah. It did. <laughs> it forgot what it's like. Um, and I literally, like, the past couple of shifts, I have come home and I've literally just, like, slept all day. And I feel really lame and boring, but, like, yeah. I'm going to get there to in terms endurance. of, like, it's an adjustment period building for sure. up. Yeah. 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 You'll get there, babe. It's fine. Yeah. And I, like, I felt like such a failure, like, bopping out of that calendar so fast. <laughs> Katie and I was like, no, Kate, I'll work out with you whenever I get home from work because I had to work, like, really early. And then I got home from work and I was like, ha, ha, no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. well what you're doing yeah. is a workout so yeah um drink recommendations it it, yeah it's hard it, it is hard but um sam asks drink recommendations when they have it in stock right now my favorite is that brown sugar iced shaken espresso with oat milk wait sarah's dying i'm all right I'm you gotta say that again because she's like not fine. I have a question since you work at Starbucks and now you're the Starbucks <laughs> expert. How come my Starbucks never has um, oat milk? Oat milk? Uh, so it's actually a national shortage for Starbucks. There's like, we haven't had it. We haven't, ha we had it on like my first day and then we didn't have it again until yesterday. Um, it has just been out like it's Starbucks. Best, so like though. for some perspective, Starbucks, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but for instance, say Starbucks expected to go through 20,000 <clears> cases of oat milk a week. They went through five times that amount and went through pretty much their entire stock of it in back stock <laughs> before they could even replenish it. And Oatly just like can't keep up. I will say this. I so if i'm gonna drink a cold coffee to have it's so good um, a milk alternative in it just because like milk doesn't always agree with my stomach and oat milk has been the best tasting yep, one i will say though because they didn't mm -hmm. have oat milk i tried mm -hmm. almond milk and i like that as well almond milk makes me so me and meg uh, both like the almond and cold drinks but we prefer oat and hot drinks I don't like, yeah i don't um, like almond and hot drinks usually if i'm drinking a hot drink it's just black coffee so i don't want anything in it but i like a cappuccino or a flat white that's my nickname yeah those are delicious i um i had almost a mental breakdown the other day because i was put on cafe bar to make hot drinks and I was literally drowning and I wanted to cry because I got so backed up and I didn't know what I was doing. And it was one of those like super anxious moments where I was just like, I'm going to get fired because I can't make coffee. But it was all fine because at the end of the day, it's it's True. just coffee. <laughs> so it's <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like like the beans. Oh, my God. But like after having that day, like after having that day and then being on the hot bar like the next day i felt so much more confident i was like i guess i just needed that insanity for a day for for me to like actually learn it water to learn and it like now i'm good yes but i just like i felt so bad for the people who were like waiting for their drinks because yeah. i was just behind <laughs> so sorry orlando starbucks peeps i'm <laughs> working on it <laughs> uh yeah so anyway, other than that, I've been playing Pokemon Snap and it's been great. And we had our friend come visit and we have more friends visiting next week. 
and I can't wait. It's a busy time. Yep. Is it my turn? Yeah, go oh. for it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I've also been working out and playing Pokemon Snap. Today, though, I felt super, Heck yeah. super strong in my workout today, and it was really cool. It, like, really what pumped me lifting? up, and I felt really good. What were you lifting for shoulders? Like presses. 10 cats in each um, hand. I'm going to punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Presses, okay. I was on eights. Because they're a little bit much when I do my 12s. I feel like I need 10s, but I don't want to spend the money on 10s. So I, will, I have the 8s to 12s. I will to 12s, buy you I know. 10s and send them to your house. <laughs> but I did do 12s a for whatever this one yeah. is. Pull up. Yeah. Um... So I do it whenever I can. I like really try to, I try to challenge myself in places that I wasn't yeah. sure. And I yeah, surprise myself. It's always myself, good to really at least cool. like do yeah. one round. Try first. Do or do not. Yeah. There is no try. Okay. Yeah, I agree. True that. Um, other than that, yeah, just like having visitors, which is really cool because we can start doing that again. And the lamb side, I've been doing a lot of laundry. <laughs> Because I didn't while we were having a visitor, and now it's super backed up. Yay, adult life. It's all, yep. Yep. That's um, all I got. Yep. What have I been doing? I really haven't been reading. I'm going to say this and sound like a liar, but I have not been reading as much. I've only read two books. So... I started, um, <laughs> and I think that people have thought that I, because Tiffany thought that I started the Throne of Glass series and had read it. I had not read it, so I've started it now. So I read the first two. I don't, I'll tell you what there. The first one's Throne of Glass. The second one is Crown of Midnight. So I finished those two, um, and I am started on the third, which is Air of Fire. Um, and I liked them. So we'll see. I also had, there's like a prequel and then like most everyone has told me like read, like our one friend told me that she read the first two and then read the prequel and then read the rest. And then I had a listener that messaged and they were like, they read the first three and then read the prequel and then finished it. Um, so I will, I do have Assassin's Blade. So, which is the prequel. Um, I have purchased way too many books in the last couple of days. Um, most of them I want to say have been for this book series. Cause there's like eight books in it. Um, what else did I buy? I don't even know. I sent Tiffany a picture. I bought, um, King of scars and rules of wolves, but that I bought another book queen's shadow. Um, I really need to stop buying books. <laughs> <laughs> literally i've bought 11 in the past three days or how many days it's been put a pause on it um and i bought i think it's witches yeah witches steeped in gold which i'm excited about that's a newer book um so yeah i've just been reading um <clears throat> trying to think of anything else with that so i like the series so far i like her other books too she's a, this author that wrote um thorns and roses that sarah j mass did a court of thorns and roses so um i also have a friend that um is in need of like if you want to pray for her or like send good thoughts good vibes whatever um i know i would appreciate it and she would too so there's that also pray to the weather gods like 
literally i want where where's my upper 60s to 70s when i'm not working cleveland like what the heck i don't know all i it is bogus yeah it is bogus that's that's all i got come down here uh sweat your little butt off i might see you soon (laughs) i might decide to come and spend a day i'll spend two days you're always welcome who knows what will happen um, I think that this should be for bugs. <laughs> bugs and buddies. <laughs> bugs and buddies. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, what's your favorite color? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't go wrong with that. Okay, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice. I, I also, like. like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like bugs can still get at you. Oh, they can get at you. Okay, say you created a bug repellent potion. What would you call it? Bug be gone. <laughs> You're welcome. Think bugs no one. more. I dare ya. Oh, you're so sassy. <laughs> um, bugs be gone. No more bugs. I I wonder Don't if he bug like, me. still had them, but he like just forgot about it. Like maybe you know, it's possible. Sometimes people aren't super observant, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, he's got scars on his arms because of this," so he doesn't really have to constantly bring it up. I mean, if we were if we were in Ron's head, he probably wouldn't be like, "There's a scar again." Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, he mentioned it once. We're done. True. Carolyn said, "Insecto scar. Patronum." That's hilarious. That's good. That's real good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.